With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Minute Bowl. I'm Cuppy Cup and I am joined by Dr. Norris Camacho. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good, good. And we have another guest who hasn't been with us in quite some time, so we're delighted to welcome Jay Arnold. What is new, Jay? It is good to be back. I have a real person job now. Ooh. That is nice to have money, but also sucks. Yes. We're going to do two things tonight. First, we're going to take a walk through the recently released 2020 Texas A&M football schedule. And then we're going to try out a new segment. It's called Mail Snag, which is kind of a, a lazy thing to do because instead of collecting our own mailbag questions, we're just going out and stealing from other people's mailbags. So we'll try that. First, let's take a look at the schedule, which I'm assuming you both have pulled up. What, what's your overall impression of the 2020 schedule, Jay? It's a whole lot of meh. <laughs> yeah. Colorado is a, is a place I'd love to go visit, but them coming to A&M uh, doesn't really do anything for me. And then the rest is just dull. It's kind of weird. There's no conference home game until November. Is that right? Yep, uh, the the first conference home game is Ole Miss, November 7th. That is weird. Arkansas technically is, we are home. We're all still waiting for Jerry World to get the axe. God, I hate that game. So much. Yeah, this schedule is, I'm conflicted because it's garbage, but also I feel like we can win a lot of games. That's true. And build excitement as we uh, inevitably build up a nice record to have a really interesting collapse in November. Oh, we'll, we'll probably go 10 and 0 just to lose the last two games of the season to Alabama and LSU, which I don't even know if you can be mad about because they'll probably be really good. Week one, September 5th, we play Abilene Christian at home, ambitious scheduling there. We're going to expand that market footprint to Abilene. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the Dallas footprint by playing North Texas at home on September 12th. Good, uh, music school there Mm -hmm. yes then actually the colorado game looks tasty after playing those two it's kind of like a nice build-up i know north texas has a good quarterback this year but i don't know what year he is uh mason vine for heisman i'm just gonna go ahead and get out in front of that (laughs) he is a senior though oh okay so they will suck next year guaranteed win okay so then we have colorado at home which you guys already mentioned september 19th then Jerry World against Arkansas. Then at Mississippi State. The worst place in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I don't know if you could put together a worse five-game opening stretch, but also a five-game opening stretch where you have a pretty good chance to be 5-0. and 
Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what Joe Moorhead can do. Yeah. Uh, without Dan Mullen's players, I I'm not convinced that he's going to be the best fit there. After what I saw last season, I kind of see them dropping back down a notch. Probably. Yeah. That would be good. What a letdown it would be if we had like tons of hype going into 2020. Everybody's anxious for the easier schedule, and then we lose at Mississippi State in week five. I mean, it's it's a tough place to play. I have nightmares about those cowbells. <laughs> I own a cowbell. I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hate my wife because she went there and has one. So I'll, I'll pass that message along. We actually need her permission to shoot our new video series jay so you okay so I, I don't actually hate the cowbells that much <laughs> cowbells are wonderful yeah uh, well we can at least use it the week that we shoot a video for mississippi state we can use that cowbell yeah cowbells are fine i love christopher walken <laughs> next we play fresno state at home october 10th oh god this stinks i hope season tickets are less expensive I have bad memories from the last time we played them at home. It was so hot that day. Oh, that was the game that was like 120 degrees on the field. Three overtimes, and uh, <laughs> people were just running back and forth to the top of the stands. Cause oh, that's the game with the big migration? Yeah. That's fun. And Fresno State is just one of those schools where they're always kind of dangerous, but it's not an exciting opponent to have. Yeah, it's not like a Boise State. It's just kind of like they plug along. They play solid football. Or like a Central Florida, the 2017 National Champions. Oh, yeah. Are, are we? Are you acknowledging that, Jay? Absolutely. It's all about branding. Might as well brand yourselves as National Champions. It's hard to beat that brand. In week seven, we play at Auburn. Good game, but not at home. We play our rival the following week at South Carolina. What is the what did we decide on the the rivalry? Wasn't there some Alamo hero that was from South Carolina? The Bottom Trophy. Yeah, John Bonham, great drummer. <laughs> James Bonham. <laughs> Could be related to John, probably. Do we is there one trophy or do we just have like a room full of these things now? No, there's only one and we don't even have it. It's sitting in the or it was in the basement of the Alamo collection. <laughs> it's like Pee Wee Herman's bike. That's yeah. incredible. Is it really not in College Station? Yeah, it really is. I think they asked if someone from the athletic department wanted it, and they just were too cool for. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want the baggage of having another rival. Well, it's it's like the Stanley Cup now. If we, if we touch it, we're going to lose the rivalry game. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's crazy. Possibly. Yeah, that's awesome. Then we have a bye week. Uh, then we get Ole Miss at home. So our wait, first wait, wait. before before we move on, uh, mm-hmm. you brought this up on Twitter. The bye week is Halloween. Oh, thank you for pointing that out. How many players are going to get in trouble for dancing in hookah station <laughs> in a Scooby costume on Halloween? We're eight and zero. We have the bye week, and then all of our star players go to jail. Toughen them up a little bit. That'd be good content. <laughs> Then we we get Ole Miss at home, so our first interesting home game, I guess, unless you think Colorado's an interesting opponent. I don't know. They haven't been good since, like, 2000. They had that one pretty good year a couple of years ago, but it's a Pac-12 school, but it also is a school that we used to play all the time in the Big 12. So Yeah. But plus, yeah. like, one of my favorite things about a school like Colorado is I love picking upsets when teams play at Elevation. So you're excited about 2021 when we go oh, to Colorado. I, I am pumped. 
<laughs> I'm going to be listening to Chainsmokers the whole way up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do they bring Ralphie on the road or no? I don't believe so. And I, I think after uh, Texas's mishap at the uh, at the Sugar Bowl, I don't mm. know if horned animals are going to have a place in college football for much longer. Plus, Pete is always hanging around College Station, so they probably don't want any of that business. <laughs> Classic PETA. Classic well, that's something. That's a story we can work on. Will Ralphie be coming? Right before the show, I was watching a video. Some famous YouTuber accidentally uploaded a video where she was abusing her dog. She has like a Doberman channel where she's really friendly to her dog, but she accidentally uploaded a video where she was abusing the dog. Yeah, I saw that. She was like slapping it. She yeah, spit spitting on it. On it. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. It's crazy. Which is wild to me because the dog doesn't understand that that's bad. Yeah, I've never seen anyone spit on a dog actually until today when I've I watched seen that video. Like baby bird a dog. Yes. Yes. I've seen that but too. <laughs> I think I saw that in College Station. <laughs> yeah. That's how they feed Reveille. <laughs> she has to have her food. The the Be commandant cheered. of the Corps of Cadets has the baby bird <laughs> feed Reveille every meal. You heard it here first. Ready for another mouthful. Actually, I had a buddy that was in E2. Let me uh, let me call and fact check that. The uh, so continuing with the schedule, uh, we have Vanderbilt in College Station on November fourteenth. Woo! Isn't that weird? We played them three times, and we only played the other East teams like twice or once. Yeah, that that's a wild deal. But I I will say that out of the SEC towns, Nashville is easily my favorite to visit. Yeah, but this is in College Station. <laughs> Which is, again... <laughs> That's your number one favorite to visit. Yeah, it's. I really do feel like kind of an ass because I complain about how hard our schedule is this year and then I look at next year's schedule and I'm like, this sucks, everyone's too easy. I, I guess I'm like Goldilocks looking for my perfect schedule. I don't even care about how hard the schedule is. I just want to like have some fun road trips. But yeah, I can't, I can't afford any of them this year. Next year, maybe I'll have some money, but it, it sounds like the the schedule is just going to be terrible. And you can you can choose from Arlington, Starkville, Columbia, Tuscaloosa, or Auburn. Well, I've already established I'm never going to Starkville again. I guess Jordan Hare would be fun. I think that game may line up with the Fall Talladega race. Hmm, that's what I was thinking. I mean, if you've ever been to Talladega, it's the one NASCAR race that I encourage everyone to go to because when when we went there, they sold buckets of beer. Uh, but instead of the bucket being ice with like pints of beer in it, it was just a bucket filled up with beer. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why. I thought you were going to say it was filled with frozen chicken nuggets. I think my mind's somewhere <laughs> else right now. <laughs> Some <laughs> like they don't use ice, they use frozen nuggets. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and then there's a there are microwaves in every section. Oh man. <laughs> Million dollar idea. Dude, that's actually not bad. <laughs> I know what I'm doing after we're done recording though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go go file that patent. Then uh so Vanderbilt, and then we have Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So if we're ten and oh that's going to be like the biggest game in A&M history of our lifetime, yeah, I guess. By far. We'll have a tailgate for that one. Not like a physical tailgate, but a virtual one. I'll, I'll put it on the schedule. 
Yeah, that's the only reason I said that is because I want to rush to add it to our Google Calendar. (laughs) Then we get LSU at home. So if we're 11-0 heading into that game, I'm staying home because I'd be scared. That's that would that would be a terrifying place to be. And I'm also gonna assume that you had stayed home for all the previous games. <laughs> yes. That was... So you so you would be terrible luck by being there. That is so true. Yeah. If I showed up and people found out it was my first game of the year. We we would make you drink fireball until you couldn't get into the game. <laughs> so one shot. Exactly. First glance, I hate the schedule, but if we win like eleven or twelve games, I might be on board with it. That's fair. My true prediction for this schedule, Jay, is that Jay Uncredentialed, our video series that we're planning, is going to be so successful that the athletic department is going to invite us to be on the field for an appearance, probably during the Fresno State game. Which we will decline to, to keep the sanctity of the title of the series. Yes. See, that's good. I was testing you. That would be an absolute trap set forth by the athletic department. But but you can't get us that quickly. You're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play it a little smoother. <laughs> it's like you you're walking to your seats and then you they someone spins you around and then you find yourselves in the press box. <laughs> they're they're gonna have to like chloroform us and smuggle us into <laughs> the press box. That's it for schedule talk. Did you all have any parting shots on the schedule? Uh, uh, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I had anything. There's a, we've, we've bored ourselves to death talking about next year's schedule. The schedule is so bad. Yeah, I it was either this or Kelly Bryant's ring, and I thought that this might be a little better than that. I mean, the Kelly Bryant ring thing, people... Here we go. It, it doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. People were just trying to make a story out of nothing. Yeah. I mean, if Kelly Bryant doesn't really care about it, then... <laughs> It doesn't matter what's actually happening. It's what people want to talk about. So let's introduce our new segment called Mail Snag, where we steal mailbags from other shows. Uh, So I've pulled four questions. The first question comes from The Watch, which is a TV podcast from The Ringer starring Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. I've never listened to or heard of this show. How about y'all? I've heard of The Ringer. Yeah, I imagine it's wildly popular because it's a ringer in the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, so the question is, with it being 1999 week, what was the television landscape like back then, and how does it compare to present day? It was the second season of the Pokemon television series, and as a five-year-old, I was very invested in the show. So that was that. That was the extent of my tv knowledge of 1999 we were watching the same stuff i was 20 (laughs) (laughs) yeah the uh i did not know pokemon was uh was popular in 1999 so that's good it it first aired in america in 1998 how about you rush you you were a little bit older than jay in 1999 (laughs) yeah i was i was not a regular uh new primetime shows that year is a bit of a blur for me. I was in college. Um, I'd say 90% of my TV watching was watching wings reruns on USA between classes. <laughs> Good choice. But yeah. It's the first year that the West wing aired and also Sopranos, which you don't really think of as a 90 show, but it kind of snuck in that first year. And mm-hmm. uh, So in 1999, we still 
really had our innocence as far as reality TV is concerned. We did have The Real World, which I was an avid consumer of, but Survivor didn't debut until 2000. So we were not inundated by reality TV back in in 1999. We did have Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It was the top three shows that year because it aired three nights a week. Sensational. Yeah, it was the top three. And other popular shows were like Friends and ER and Frasier. Obviously, Frasier still, still, still in the national consciousness. And of course, we weren't streaming anything. We had our cable-connected TVs, and we were uh, hostages to the TV schedule, unlike today. Mm-hmm. TV Guide. Yeah, TV Guide channel, I think we had. So that's it for 1999 week. Exciting year here on the Minute Bowl. Uh, let's move it to the next question, which comes from the Pasture Mailbag. Uh, now, this is an account called Glorious Alliance on Twitter, which is <laughs> well, what you, if you didn't look it up, what do you think Glorious Alliance is? I, I'm assuming it's some kind of Christian podcast, some Scientology. <laughs> it's not. So the, the words pasture and Glorious Alliance definitely, yeah, put me in the religious mindset. But this is actually a horse's account. And the horse is from the book called Bedtime Stories from the Pasture. Uh, I thought it was going to be 1984. So this isn't horse ebooks, second account? Guys, guys, I have a lot more title to read for you here. This was, I was just getting started on on the title of this book. There are multiple colons in this book, like from a grammatical perspective. (laughs) Is that that part of the horse duties? (laughs) Checking the colon. Horse duties. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Oh, duty.com, I think, was pretty popular in 1999. It'll throw back to the last question. Uh, so the, the title of the book is Bedtime Stories from the Pasture, a thoroughbred horse's magical musings about life, love, and spirituality based on at Glorious Alliance's Pasture Bar, a Twitterverse sensation. Sensation. I can post the Amazon link in the show notes if anybody wants to pick that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. Mm, sure. <laughs> so the question for the pasture mailbag was, "What are some of your other horse duties?" Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I interpreted this as like I had no idea what this referred to. Correct. And I still don't, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming I'm a horse. And yes. If I have to explain my duties. It kind of depends on what horse, if what my primary duty is as a horse. <laughs> if I'm like a carriage horse, I could say my other duty would be like a sleigh horse because, you know, a few months out of the year, pull a sleigh instead of carriage. Oh, that's good. Now, your interpretation, I think, is probably closely aligned with what the question asker was getting at. I I did not take that approach. How about you, Jay? Honestly, the, the first thing I thought of, I actually have an uncle who is an equine vet Hmm. and I have spent some time out there. I find the smell of horse manure absolutely vomit inducing. I thought you were going to go in a different direction. I was going to be concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say intoxicating. My, my tone was kind of intoxicating, (laughs) but in a terrible way. There you go. Intoxicating in like a fireball. And more like a ring dunk way. Like I drank way too much beer and I need to go projectile vomit. 
intoxicating kind of way. Uh, so I guess my duty. You threw up at Ring Dunk. Oh, I had to get it out. Oh, come on, Jay. Look, you're a role model for a lot of our listeners. I really <laughs> hope I'm not. Um, my my deal was maybe I should have dunked my ring in White Claw. If oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna redunk my ring this year in White Claw. <laughs> That's going to be one of one of the videos for Uncredited. I was just going to say, week one, that's the video. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get banned from YouTube. S- but what Stay I was, tuned for week two. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is that my my horse duty would be to uh, run the run the paperwork. <laughs> because you can't stand the smell, you'd have to be in the, the horse office. Yeah, I'd be in the pushing horse papers. office. Pushing papers. Pushing papers. <laughs> So I uh, I took a, this a desk a desk jockey if you will exactly Ooh, I like that see you're the guy who hates the puns but then you pull out the best ones when no one's looking I know <laughs> no one listens to these it's smoke and mirrors hopefully you'd have good job security Jay because I'd hate to see you get furloughed <sighs> uh, I'll laugh if no one else is going to laugh at my jokes <laughs> yeah, put the put the canned laughter track on that <laughs> yeah. That's right. So I interpreted this personally. Uh, So my horse duties, I have a toddler, as you know. So I am a horse whenever it pleases her. I have back problems. Oh, gotcha. That have been exacerbated by this. Uh, We also bought a Melissa and Doug horse grooming play set. Uh, It came with a stable and a bunch of grooming equipment. And it has an actual checklist of duties. So pretty much every day I have to perform these duties, including brushing, combing, sponge bathing, feeding, and dressing a fake horse. What does it wear? Whatever goes under the saddle. It's like a, it's kind of like a a jacket. Then it has a saddle that goes on top of that. And then a blanket that goes over everything. It's three piece outfit. It has horseshoes too, four, four Velcro horseshoes. The next question comes from, the MTR Network Mailbag, which is described as a raw, unfiltered podcast on weird news and pop culture. I'm sure I'm going to check that one out. It sounds like the Bullcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we try that hard coming up with a description. Yeah, that, that's true. Anyone that, that goes out of their way to say they're raw and unfiltered probably just mean they don't edit. Uh, so the question is, should Wesley Snipes get an opportunity or a head nod in the new Blade movie? Yes. I really enjoyed going back and reading this story about Wesley Snipes in Blade Trinity, the third movie, mm-hmm. uh, only referring to Ryan Reynolds as that cracker over there. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought that was incredible. That's awesome. There are a lot of good uh, on-set stories about Wesley Snipes. He was kind of like the bad boy of the set, whatever movie it was. <laughs> he he sounds like an absolute terror to work with. But I hope he does at least get a cameo. I, I think he will. I don't think there's any way that, it, that he doesn't. He was badass in that movie. So he was, uh, isn't he half human, half vampire? Yeah, uh, the the Daywalker is what he's referred to as. Oh, so I really liked him in Demolition Man when he played Simon Phoenix. And this was like, you know, another badass role. But this time you could root for him. So I I really like that. He just has kind of like this violent aura about him, which is really awesome. Like, that's what I look for. Almost like John Wick. 
I guess he got into tax troubles in like the mid 2000s or late 2000s. And they were trying to set up a fight for him in the UFC against Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> super excited about that. That would have been fun. <laughs> I, I would have enjoyed it. I think Joe Rogan would have killed him. Well, now that Joe Rogan's been doing podcasts for a couple years, maybe it would be a more even fight. They could they could do it now. <laughs> uh, Is he still fighting? I have no idea. He, he still like trains constantly. Does that automatically deplete you or like level you down podcasting? <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. Because usually you have to like turn off the air conditioning. I know I'm drained when I'm done <laughs> with an episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I was a kid, like I always liked the, the heroes who kind of sucked as people. Like the Punisher was my favorite comic growing up. And, and Blade's kind of right in that wheelhouse. So I, I think they should do whatever they can to acknowledge the original series. The final question from our mail snag comes from Michael Knowles mailbag. He was described by Vanity Fair as a dapper, lib-triggering troll. And the question is, who amongst you is the most humble? Jay. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Is not my answer. I'm just throwing <laughs> the question to you. Who, who would be the most humble? I use the process of elimination. So the first people I struck from my list were me and RCB05. I think we're both probably humble in real life, but definitely have unearned egos on the internet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I took us off first. I have to take myself off just because. Because you're humble. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's the, uh, the catch-22 though, right? If you take yourself off immediately... Does that mean that you are humble? That's what I was trying to do with mine, but it, I don't think it worked. Uh, I mean. <laughs> no, because you're drawing attention to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's that true. I want to be in the spotlight. And I jumped in first mm -hmm. with my answer. True. Look how yeah. magnanimous I am by taking myself off. Is it String? Is String the most humble? No, not at all. He was the, he was the third one I took out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no. No way. Have you seen that guy tweet? I don't know. Look, me, RCB, and String are all cut from the same cloth, and it is not a cloth of humility. I, I, I think I can toss myself into there. <laughs> I, I'd like, to, I'd like to be humble, but I'm not. Okay. I, I, I bask in the, in the attention. There's a reason that I fulfilled the challenge that SMU game that fateful day when I, when I used the Johnny Jamboogie celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I like people paying attention to me. I'd be lying <laughs> if I said I didn't. That's funny. What did, did you have one for this rush? Yeah, I'm going to throw uh, Jim's name in there because I think he's the only one without Twitter. Who is it? Jim Hugh? Yeah. Yes. He's always one of the answers. I love this trend. He writes like more than anyone else, but Correct. demands less attention. So got to be Jim to me. Uh, that sounds about right. This is a little a little secret just amongst the three of us. He does post on the Texags politics board a little bit. So I think he might be out. That's just my personal opinion. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ru oh, Rush is blocking his access right now. Hang on. <laughs> Excuse my typing. I was conflicted on this because I don't know if any of us are remarkably humble. 
But uh, I actually did think, Jay, it might be you because you've actually accomplished things athletically. And I don't think you're really out there uh, touting it the way we would if we had accomplished something. It might be you. And I also, now it's going to sound like I'm sucking up, but I thought Rush too. Rush Rush <laughs> has some some humble <laughs> confidence about him. Uh, maybe I'm sucking up. Whoever was going to join tonight's episode was going to be named most humble by me. And Jimmy, he says respectfully a lot. He does. He also, when we did our episode on stadium entrance songs, he picked Kendrick Lamar's Humble as one of the songs. <laughs> it's a sign. I don't, if, you, if you force me to pick one, I'm going to say Jay. I don't accept that. Jay, you can't respond to that with anything other than saying you don't deserve it. <laughs> I, I don't accept it. Yeah, so that that affirms my choice. <laughs> or am I just saying that to be more humble? Mm. Who knows? Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying it to project humility so that people think you're humble, which feeds your ego, which is really big. Huge ego. Yeah, so that's the truth of it. All right, well, I think that's your minute bowl. Look forward to having you both back on the show for another mail snag. If you like this segment... Let us know, and we'll do more of it. If you prefer depth chart or take it or leave it, let us know that too. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, Please do subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a little comment in the GBH comments section. Uh, We really like to see that. Uh, You can add your own answers to our mail snag questions. Join our subreddit, which is just called Good Bull Hunting, one word. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, GB Hunting is the uh, mothership account. Jay, your account name could be better. What is it? Something that I made in high school, but I can't change it now because <laughs> I have the blue check mark. Oh, do you put that at risk if you change it? Yeah, you, you lose it if you if you change it. Uh, it's J, just a letter, Arnold, A-R-N-O-L-D, T-A-M-U-85, which is way <laughs> more than a mouthful. At least you didn't pick a school you didn't end up going to. Then it would be it would suck to be saddled with that. I think the only reason I don't like it is because your name's Jay, and then you have to explain that every time you say your username. Just the letter, yeah. Yeah, just the letter. I've gotten used to it, though, at least. Yeah. And Rush is Dr. Norris Camacho, and I'm Cuppy Cup. We'll see you next time.